0: Welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, we conclude the two parter concerning the challenges and dangers faced by a flight and ER nurse. This is the second part of uh, my interview with Katie Manley. And for this part, we are talking more about COVID. And we're talking specifically about how COVID has affected nurses, paramedics, how how COVID has affected medical professionals, and what we can do as regular American citizens to help these people, to you know, help them as they do everything that they can to help us. Also, if you, if it sounds like Katie and I you know, already know each other, it's because we do, uh, we have known each other, you know, off and on since, um, elementary school. So, uh, we go, we, we go way back and, um, you know, that is why, you know, it might sound like there's some, some level of familiarity there. Uh, that's why. So, um, yeah, enjoy the conclusion of this interview. Okay. Well, speaking of challenges, um, you know, how has COVID affected the work that you're doing now? And, you know, what can you tell me about how, you know, it's affecting people working in emergency rooms you know, around the country?
1: So COVID for our transports, for the jet transports, if it's an active COVID patient or someone who's considered contagious or that they're in this in the timeframe of transmissible symptoms or transmissible virals, viral load we would use an isolation chamber which as I just mentioned our jets are small it is but as it is but adding a isolation chamber into the jet kind of narrows it down even further um, so our space and then also our availability for interactions and our capabilities of interactions with the patient is is even more thin and even more narrow mm. but covid in itself specif- specifically or speaking to emergency rooms across the country in general you know, they, they were already strained. They were already pretty thin and overworked. Uh, and COVID just took that to a whole nother level. So nurses at this point are leaving in droves and whether that's to chase travel nursing assignments or whether that's because they got there, you know, got to bedside and realized this was just not, not really what they wanted um, because of the environment that COVID has brought to bedside, you know, they, they may have just decided, you know what, nursing is not really what I wanted. And so they're either leaving to do travel assignments or leaving because it was not, not really what they wanted to do with their life. Um, So what that does is it leaves the ERs short staffed. They have unsafe patient ratios and they have brand new nurses out there that are making snap decisions after not having appropriate or what what I would consider safe orientation timeframes for them to really grasp the concept of what it, what the ER provides, they're the ones that are making step decisions on people's healthcare. And with the unsafe ratios, you know, if they have they have three people on event and are, 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 on a breathing machine, and all three of them are really, really critical and not doing well, you know, it's kind of, it's up to her to kind of make the decision of who, who should be treated because again, with the, with the short staffing, it's, there's not really, there's not the personnel there because everybody, everybody in their assignment has critical patients and they may not have float staff or extra staff or just the available resources to help. When multiple patients start crashing at once.
0: Gotcha.
1: So we want to talk about PTSD. Yeah. Especially with someone that has no, you know, it's a brand new nurse doing those things.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, is there anything, I mean, is there something that you wish people, more people would understand about medical professionals and and the challenges that they're facing, especially right now?
1: That the resources, the staff, the equipment, the system itself is bleeding. But with that being said, there are still people that are showing up every day, day in and day out, to do what they can for someone else. And just, you know, above all else, be kind. Because we're tired. We're hurting. And we don't want what we see day in and day out. We don't want this. Right. But we're doing our best to battle it.
0: Right. Yeah, I think um, I feel like it's also important that in this, I feel like this kind of goes without being said, but I think it's also important to understand that in these in these situations, when you're in a hospital or when you're in a place where you are dealing directly with other people, you have to understand that those people being, you know, in in uniforms and um, people sitting behind desks, those are people that you are dealing with. Those are people that you're talking to. They have emotions, they have feelings, you know, just like you do. And, you know, the same way, I mean, frankly, the same way that you would want to be treated with respect and kindness and patience, that's what, they want me, they, they would want the same thing from you, but I don't know. That's just my take on it, but.
1: Um, I totally agree.
0: Yeah. So Katie, is there anything uh, you would say that we, you know, it's just regular American citizens can do to, to help nurses, doctors and other medical professionals.
1: Um. So this has a lot to do with coming into the emergency room and what the emergency room is is or should be used for. First of all, do not call 911 unless it is a true emergency. 911 does not get you to the front of the line. It does not get you the first in the door, the first to a room. It does not get you seen any faster. What what does and what the definition of being in an emergency room is what's bringing you there, right? So if you have to wait, that's a good thing. That means that someone else is a little bit more sick than you. Having said that also do not fake symptoms to get to the front of the line, knowing that symptoms of a heart attack would get you seen faster because that's just wrong and rude. Um, (laughs) Do not use an ER as a primary care provider. They're not COVID testing centers. The ER is for people with true medical emergencies, medical needs, things that are challenged by time. You know, if 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 your mom or if your sister or if your son was was having a true emergency and they had to wait because someone else faked symptoms, like I mean, really, how would you feel about that? That's just but that happens. I say that because it happens everywhere and it's just it's it's really sad that that's even something that has to be said or reminded to people. <laughs> But we, as Americans, have come into this mentality or this approach of things needing to be immediate and an odd sense of selfishness and entitlement that whatever is going on with them is more important than what's going on with someone else, even if what's going on with someone else is actually a little bit more critical and a little bit more required. Uh, something that needs to be needs to be addressed as opposed to something that you want to have addressed pretty quickly. And having said that, the knowing the difference between the word emergent and the word urgent would be helpful to be able to distinguish, you know, kind of what you need to do and where you need to go. Mm. If, If it's life threatening, that's the definition of an emergency. If it's something that can wait, that's the definition of an urgency, um, something that needs to be handled, but it it doesn't need to be handled immediately, you know. And with those things, there are other measures or other opportunities. There's, you know, patient first centers. There's urgent cares. There's your primary care. Now um, you might have to wait a couple of days for your primary care, but if you can wait and not expose yourself by going to an ER or increase the 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 time. For someone else's needs to, that would actually need to be addressed more emergently, then that's just, that's the way it is. You, you, you should wait if you can.
0: Right. Right. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, 100%. Um, also
1: don't come to the ER if you just need a work note because you didn't, you had a bad weekend and you need an extra day. That also happens too.
0: <laughs> Good Yeah. <God>. All right. <laughs> People just using the ER for whatever they want. Huh?
1: You, yes. <laughs> and then wonder why it's going to take you eight hours to get it. Because you can yeah. wait for that work note.
0: Yep, <laughs> That's pretty wild. Um, okay. Well, are there any, um, are there any special initiatives underway um, that you have underway that you'd like to mention? Uh,
1: not really any special initiatives for the company because I'm still kind of fresh into it. I did do a FEMA deployment to Baton Rouge, Louisiana for the hurricane a couple months ago, and I will continue to offer my time for that when needs arise. But as of right now, the special initiatives I'm taking are more on a personal basis, you know, focusing on self-care and mental health and just working on myself, studying for certifications, improving skills and abilities, doing higher education, because learning can never stop in this line of work. And self-care and mental health is just as important.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Katie, um, that's pretty much all that I had for you. Um, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today. This has been This has been very informative and insightful and, um, just pretty awesome all the way around.
1: Thank you for asking me. Thank you for asking me to be a part of this. I'm, I'm honored, Tyron.
0: All right. So that is the conclusion of this two-parter. I want to thank you guys for listening as always. And if there's one thing that you take away from this conversation that we had, this, this interview that we, um, We had. I really, really hope that you take away kindness. Just remember to be kind, um, especially to your doctors, your nurses, your your paramedics. Your 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 try and do what you can to be nice to first responders. Do do what you can to be kind and be patient with these people because at the end of the day, they are people. They are people doing doing jobs that are extremely difficult even in the best of circumstances and now in this this new normal as they like to call it now it's more complicated than it's ever been and going in faking an injury faking an illness threatening to sue because you're, you're not, you don't feel like you're getting seen fast enough. Like, don't do what you can to, you know, the same kindness that you would expect to get. Please try to give that to them. That goes a long way. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have for today. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and, um, yeah, remember to be kind to one another. Thank you.